Hey, this is Zach. Quick word to all the listeners. This is not a review of the 2022 Academy Awards. We're just giving our thoughts over the years, whether the Oscars are relevant still or not. So if you're expecting our reactions to what movie won what category or any other infamous events that happen, we don't get into it. So I just want to let you guys know up front. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're talking the Academy Awards, a.k.a. the Oscars. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy smith Reigns. And I'm Clifton. So the Academy Awards were this past weekend. Uh, tonight, actually, for us, the broadcast is literally airing as we're recording this episode. But uh, we wanted to have a chat about the award in general, kind of a broad discussion. So I'll start with this, guys. Um... When you hear Academy Awards slash Oscars, what's the first thing you think of? Gut reaction. Go. Red carpet. Okay. I think about all the extravagant outfits and um, looks that these already beautiful people are known to be in um, initially. The extravagance of it, that type of thing. Um, People taking pictures. um, And a lot of categories I didn't know existed. Hmm. Okay, so but you go pageantry first, like oh, what yeah, do you wear? Extreme, extreme, right? extreme pageantry. Who are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like for example, the first thing that comes to mind is like um, <sighs> what's gosh J Lo J Lo's dress, you know, <laughs> oh. for some reason. Yeah. That was the Grammys though. Was it though? I thought it was the Oscars. Yeah, that green one when she was dating P Diddy. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, Grammy. That makes sense. That was Grammys. That makes sense. <laughs> But still, it's still in that same vein of low cut outfits, uh, 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 long draping capes, uh, yeah. multicolored suits or uh, tuxes. That's that type of thing. Definitely with the okay. uh, Oscars. I always look for the pageantry in that. Well, that's part of it for sure. What about you guys, Frank Clifton? What do you think of best picture? <laughs> that's just what I'll think of. Like just picking the okay. best movie of the year. That's all I think of. Simple, but. Uh, I think that's really the thing that everybody remembers the most coming out of it. Yeah. Right. Like, um, well, we'll get into it later. Uh, Frank, what about you? Long telecast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I usually think of, I'm going to record this and then fast forward to the parts that I want to (laughs) watch. Oh, wow. You record it. I did. I have. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So not watch it live, just record it. No, 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 no. I'm not doing like Oscar party. Watch it on like 1.5 speed. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And if I see somebody that I like presenting something, I might slow down and watch them present. But otherwise, no, just fast forward to get the parts that I want to watch. Okay. I I honestly think like, um, I think of the speeches like, uh, right. When Cuba Gooding Jr. won for, for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. And and when when Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won for for best screenplay and they just like just like word salad just blah, 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 right just thanking everybody right. that's what I think of actually just okay. because what I what I enjoy about that is is the excitement of winning that just can't be contained right like right. you know I, I I get I get that they're movie stars and poise and and restraint is a big thing and and appearing to be humble but man I love it when people are so happy that they just like go nuts up there like sally field with they love me they really love me (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) for sure so yeah that's um so i'm curious though so uh what is it i guess i'll just go right into this right i'm hearing a lot more from people that the academy awards are kind of um losing some relevance and i'm curious what you guys think about this what do you mean losing relevance as far as their meaning or their significance as, as to choosing what's good and what's not? Sure. That, um, um, what does it mean to actually win one of these? Does it actually mean anything? Is it, you know, um, are they, are they, uh, uh, recognizing the right stuff? That was a big conversation kind of floating around, I think for this year's leading up to it. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, for the most part, from my understanding of it, I would have to agree that they are because they're always changing rules in order to accommodate the larger scope of 
who's being represented and uh, where their um, awards take them as a result of it because I've yet to see someone actually truly benefiting from an award after receiving it. Like the mm-hmm. people that are truly talented don't need one and haven't gotten one. Like I, I don't mm. choose my directors by the awards they win. Um, it's almost to the point that the ones that I do like almost get it posthumously or like an honorary one just because they keep not picking their works, you know? Okay. What about you guys? And I've heard people saying it's all irrelevant ever. I mean, as long as I've been aware of what Oscars are, <laughs> people have been saying they're irrelevant. So, I mean, just by nature, I guess more and more than, yeah, like, they'd be, be more irrelevant now than they were then if they've always been more, you know, getting more irrelevant. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I, they're, it's just as much stock as anybody wants to put in them is what they're worth is, is really how it is. Yeah. And that's all I see it as. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's one of the things where I think they just, a lot of times there's talk of, well, yeah, they won the Academy Award, but does it really mean anything? Because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of people in the industry celebrating their own. Right. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, even, especially, you know, with people now where it's, it's kind of a situation where it doesn't mean as, I don't know if it means as much, maybe, you know, maybe it's always been that way, but it seems like people are discounting the Oscars because the Oscars mm-hmm. seem to not recognize stuff that is popular or, you know, does well. <laughs> it's always, right. you know, it's very rare that it's a, it's a box office hit as well as a critical acclaim type movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost the thing of, you know, the, the, the people in the cheap seats are the ones that buy tickets, but the ones that, that make the Oscars are not those people. <laughs> right. That's the user. That's kind of like the, the knock on the Oscars. Right. You know, that those the only people seeing the Oscars are the people that made the movies, really. You're talking about the broadcast itself or people seeing the awards, getting the awards. I'm, I'm sorry, the people that what are voting mean? on the awards are the ones that are that are the ones that made the movies. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, there's a lot to go with it. I think um I've been a fan of the Oscars forever. Like they were my Super Bowl for the longest time, you know? Like I would sit I mean, like many a year I would sit down and watch like the whole ceremony. Um you know, I mean, we're talking since like, you know, 1995 mm. till, you know, not too long ago. Truthfully, I mean, like, you know, um, last couple of years, I really haven't sat through all of it. Um, and and I wonder if that's telling. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm of the mind that I do think that it does help some people's careers. Not everybody's. I think, Tommy, you're right. I think I think generally you get into your best actor categories. Most of those people are well known. Most of those people are getting leads anyway, right? That's why they're in best actor, mm-hmm. best actress, right? But I do see sometimes a bit of a jump when you get the best supporting actor role uh, nomination, right? Because sometimes people don't know who those actors are or who those actresses are, and suddenly I see like, um, blanking on his name, the um. The guy that's in all the uh, 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 Harry Potter spinoff movies, the the Fantastic Beasts, right? Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, he was one that like I don't think anybody knew his name until he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, right? And now he's like leading leading man in a ton of things, right? And I think that there's a ton of instances like that, like Mike uh, Mark Rylas from a couple of years ago getting a lot of leading roles. So I think. I think in some ways it it can make careers, right? If that makes sense. I don't know. I sometimes feel like winning the Oscar is sometimes like for some some actors, it's kind of like winning Best New Artist Grammy. Okay. Like yeah. You never hear from them again, or they go on to make you know like yeah, yeah they make some okay movies, but nothing as big as the claim they got for the Oscar. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I think certainly that's true too. And the highest paid um highest paid actors aren't necessarily uh have oscars right which i find to be weirdly uh strange in that regard mm-hmm. yeah for actors probably do benefit the most because i really do think like i mean if you're an actor that wins an oscar you can add another zero to your paycheck for yeah. your next for your upcoming projects whatever you sign on to after that you can add a zero to your requested salary i think right 
And then the only other bump is and sometimes in movies we'll get a bump from a nomination in the in their immediate box office. Like they'll put them back in theaters mm-hmm. and, and you'll get a boost where some people out of curiosity will go watch, uh, you know, this movie they missed the first time around. But now it's nominated and, you know, could make a hundred, a couple hundred thousand more at the box office, a couple million more at the box office because of that. Yeah, it does help that way financially. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always thought because there it was five nominees for best picture for the longest time. I mean, going back to like, I think I, I, I was researching it. So whatever year it was, I think it was 1942. The, the, the year Casablanca won best picture was like the last year there was like 10 or 11 for best picture. And then it was five every year after that until 2009. Right. And that was the year Avatar was nominated. And that was the that was the first year that like you had like District Nine and you had Inglorious Bastards and all these other movies where where they seem to be looking at the fact that we have five movies that get nominated for Best Picture and they tend to be movies that people don't really care about. But if we up it to like a a, a number more than five, because there's no like re, there's like there's no real number as to like how many it needs to be. It's sort of it can be more than five, but it can be like. It has to be un- under 12, I think it is. Right. Right. And that's always seemed to me a two pronged effect to me. I think I think that one, the desire was that, like, well, maybe people are going to watch the ceremony now kind of rooting for the movie that they saw that they liked. But also, I think. It means that now 10 movies or 11 movies every year get the Oscar best picture uh, gross, you know, like, like movie gross bump. Right. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Because, I mean, I see it all the time. I mean, we have a bunch of theaters just in this area that are like, you know, when, that, that will do showings of like, here's all the best animated film, you know, like you can buy tickets to get like to see all of them like in a row. And then you can do like all the animated short stuff. And then you can do like all the best picture winners and all the best like adapted screenplay nominees and stuff like that. Like, you know, and I've known lots of people that that would say, such you know when some something got nominated oh that's that's supposed to be good and then they would go see it yeah. <laughs> right yeah. yeah maybe maybe had no intention of seeing it beforehand but because it was now recognized as a contender they were going to go now yeah but i don't know the oscars to be quite honest the oscars always gave me a air of pretentiousness because <laughs> mm-hmm. the stuff that always i like let's regardless of what you like the most popular movies that are been shown in movie theaters would not be the ones that they uh talk about at the oscars and mm-hmm. it made me feel for a time like i wasn't watching movies properly <laughs> for you know what i'm saying it, really? stuff I, right. yeah it, it made me feel like i didn't know what movies are despite why i liked them like there'd be people that i would think that would get awards or movies that oh this gotta be you know an Oscar contention. And then I figured out like, no, they, they, they view it through a very, very, very different lens than most people who watch movies, at least mm-hmm. uh, uh, regular people that watch movies. And I have to agree. It, it, it felt more along the lines of this is who they feel should get it. And we're not going to delineate from that. And very slowly, the uh, people's choices keep creeping in every year, mm-hmm. uh, but not as often or as, as many as they should be, you know, like whatever's the buzz for regular people is never what's presented at the Oscars. If that makes sense. I mean, I remember at one point when I was, when I got to see a lot more movies than I do now, it was one of those things where I would have to go to, uh, um, more of an art house type theater Mm. for movies that I knew full well, were not going to be seen at a regular, you know, my regular cineplex or whatever was close to the house. I'd have to drive a bit to get to somewhere that only showed what were probably going to be the Oscar contenders for that year. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was definitely a time in my life where I did that, but you know, those days are long gone. But again, I, I, I agree with Tommy. It was always one of those things where, you know, it was something I had to sometimes look for, you know, there would be buzz about a movie that wasn't necessarily getting a wide release, but yet, and however, that was an Oscar contender. Why something, while something that was more popular or sold more tickets wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not it's not to me bumping the Oscars, but it's almost like watching a royal uh, excuse me royal wedding, mm-hmm. right. in which you know the pageantry, you know you know everything is upscale, 
And you know what's great? There's a lot of investment and money into it, and it involves uh, many a great people. But it it doesn't make me feel like it's something that I would be a part of. And it sort mm-hmm. of separated me from enjoying it as much as I should. Right. Yeah. Like I always, like I love, I love certain best pictures, but half of them, even, even some of the ones that have one best picture, I don't feel I care to see, you know, like mind you, I'm, 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 I'm sometimes wrong by not seeing stuff that's best picture. But for the mm-hmm. most part, half the choices that they present, even the, like the nominees, the ones that even don't win Best Picture, uh, it just doesn't move me like like the critics say it should. Okay, that's interesting. I'm curious. Like, so so, I'll I'll turn it to you. I'll turn it to Frank and Clifton in a second. I'll I'll, I'll kind of uh, answer my own version of this question that I, I'm having a hard time finding the words for it to ask. If that makes sense. Um, I've I find that I'm pretty like. Over the years, I I trust my taste in movies and discerning whether or not like I'm going to be interested in something, right? Like I I watch a commercial, I watch a trailer, and I feel like my average has gotten pretty good. Where like I see something, I'm like, and I know like deep, like quickly, like I'm going to be into that or I'm not going to be into that. And I feel like very seldom, um, do I see something that doesn't look interesting to me that I find that when I actually watch it, that I, that I actually will enjoy it. Does that make sense? Is what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like on occasion, hearing something that is nominated for best for best picture does kind of make me go back and look at the marketing of a movie and be like, Oh, maybe like, maybe I was wrong about this one thing. Right. Because like sometimes there are occasions where I watch something and I'm like, man, that movie looks like garbage. Right. And then that's like, Jeez. really? What? Like Critics Choice Award? What? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like, really? Swept the Golden Globe? Really? Like, it's good. It's really good. I'm like, man, those those commercials didn't make that movie look good at all. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And I'm curious if you guys have had that 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 experience at all. Um, I, Part of that, maybe how the trailers cut, in my opinion, on what they present to me, while other stuff, it's um who's in it or what they're showing me you know um for the best picture stuff it's it's not like it's an action sequence where exploding or car chase sequences so mm-hmm. the scenes may not be as compelling if that makes any right. sense like like if you ever seen a trailer for the godfather it's 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 the lines that make it compelling if that makes sense mm-hmm. like i'm going to i'm going to give an offer you can't refuse or whatever you know that, that certain things but I don't see myself ever being compelled to, um, you know, watch a beautiful mind based upon the trailer, you know, and that's right. the best picture nominee. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nothing right. about that made me feel like it's something that I should know or should go. Now, mind you, it, it's it, I'm sure it's a great movie, stunning or compelling um, story. That was best picture winner, right? Yeah, it was the best picture winner yeah. in 2001. Yeah. But that's I mean, certain certain movies. uh I, psh- I'd be hard pressed to watch just because of what's shown during the trailer, you know, mm-hmm. that was, that was an interesting one that you bring that one up. That was one where like, I I remember feeling like the trailers in the commercials, like only showed me a part of the movie and it kept an entire other part of the movie, like hidden. I agree. I thought, you know what I mean? And there's a couple mm-hmm. of others. I get like million dollar baby was another version of that. Like, man, I didn't know what that movie was really about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, until I saw yeah. it, until you, you know? saw it. Um, yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, that said, I mean, there's also been, I, I mean, there's countless Best Picture nominations that were just movies I also wanted to just see. And then later it was like, oh, cool, that's getting, that's got nominated. That's neat. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys have had plenty of those, too, because. Right. Oh, we definitely have plenty of those. But uh, one thing I've discovered, too, is I'll, if there's a movie nominated. And I love that movie. And then I see it loses to something. Yo, I got to see the movie that law that it that beat, it. you know, uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, you and I both love. Um, what's that race car movie? Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. That got beat by um, Parasite. So in my head, I'm thinking the hell. Mm-hmm. So I saw it and I get it. Right. 
and you recommend Parasite to me like once a month. Yes, because because <laughs> you like, yeah, yeah. you love Ford versus Ferrari, and when you see Parasite, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. So the Oscar bump worked for Tommy there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for right. there it worked. There it worked. But there's other cases where it's like, really, I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. get it at all. Yeah, I, I'm jumping in. I have a correction on our Oscar rules because the the rule was for nominees for Best Picture. It was between five and ten. That was the rule. Mm-hmm. It was any. It was variable between five and ten. That's no longer the rule. As okay. of the current Oscars that are being awarded now, it's ten nominees every year, no matter what, starting this year. That was a recent rule change. Hmm. Okay, so it's always ten starting this year. It's yeah. always ten now. So ten. Ha- okay. This year has ten, and all the future years, at least until they change it again, will have right. ten. Okay. So that's what we're looking at now as the as the rule. But change. everything else is st- like best director is still five. Right. Right. And some of the there is are it- variables between like three and five in some categories, and some of the arts mm. categories or the technical categories, and I've never you know, fully sure of what <laughs> determines between three and five on some of those, but yeah, yeah, there, there, some of them are still variable, I believe. I rem- I do remember though, when, when like best animated feature was three nominees mm-hmm. and when best visual effects was three nominees, that was like, that's between three and five too. I think animation yeah. was between three and five. Clifton, you would always joke to me that like when the Oscars come around and you see the 10 best picture nominees, you can test, you could see the real best picture nominees by looking at best director. Right. And you can rule out <laughs> five yes. of them. Yes. You can no, rule out facts. five that aren't nominated <laughs> yeah. for their director. Those aren't yes. winning best picture. With uh, yeah, very yeah. rare exception. There's one rare exception mm-hmm. of that. Uh, no, yeah. I have to agree with Clifton on that one. That's facts. Oh my yeah. gosh. If you see well, uh, the directors uh, that listing, and then not coincide with best picture with me. Right. It blew my mind that the the two yeah. didn't uh, right. point. And now, like often, often the director and best picture will not win together. Like you will get a different mm-hmm. best picture than best director winner often, but you won't get a best picture that at least wasn't nominated. That whose director wasn't at least nominated for best director as well. Right. Except for Argo. Argo's the anomaly. Except for Argo. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking too, and and I think even like they made a joke about it on on the air, right? I think right. Seth MacFarlane, yeah, yeah, was hosting the Oscars that year, and he's like, they knew they messed up, yeah, <laughs> by, by not nominating Ben Affleck for director, yeah, yeah. So that was one where they were trying to atone for it. Yeah, twenty nineteen is the funny year because you talk about just like you know, just movies you want to see also being nominated in twenty nineteen was like that for me. A lot of the years, I mean, this year I've seen two. I've seen two of the nominees so far this year that were just movies that, you know, I got to go see. There's others on the list that uh, like I'm definitely interested and I'll see at some point. But like once I got mm-hmm. out to the theater to see, it's two. I, I bet you I know which ones they are. Which one? This year? Yeah, yeah which I bet ones? you I know which ones they are. I bet. Let me guess first. Okay. <laughs> Dune? Yes. And Nightmare Alley? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Those are the two I saw from this year's nominees. Uh, Licorice Pizza, I want to see because I really like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson usually. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious about that one and some of the others I'm sure I'd see too. But 2019 was a year with Chad. I'm counting them up because I'm looking at the nominees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nominees total. Mm-hmm. And by the time nominees were announced, I had seen seven of them just because I wanted, like, I had just seen them when they were out in the theaters. And they yeah. all look like movies I was interested in, and and I liked I liked all of those ones that I had seen quite a bit. Ooh, ooh! Before you say anything, okay, I bet you I know which two you didn't see. Okay, well, I, I ultimately <laughs> did see all of them, uh, but oh, not by darn. the time they were nominated. Okay, I think initially the right. two that you didn't see, yeah, was Marriage Story, yes, and Little Women. No, Little Women I saw in the theater. Well, then it has to be Irishman then. Yeah, it was Irishman. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd seen Little Women in the theater, actually, uh, which I liked okay. quite a bit. Um, but yeah, Marriage, so that year I'd seen Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, 1917, and Once Upon a Time, all in the theaters in their first runs, in their initial runs. And then when they announced the nominees and I'd seen all but two of them, I was like, okay, I'll... Like and the two that they mentioned that I hadn't seen were on Netflix, and yes. I could just watch them at home. I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll make an effort to see all of the the Best Picture nominees before uh, 
before the actual Oscar uh, are decided. So I did eventually watch Irishman and, and Marriage Story. And Irishman, I was not crazy about. Marriage Story is very good. Marriage Story, I thought was very good, too. So I really liked eight out of the nine nominees that year mm-hmm. that I saw. And most of them I just saw in the theater because I thought they looked good right when they came out. So that was a that was yeah. an unusual year for me. I had um, I had like almost the same exact experience as you, Clifton, but for in 2015. And this was funny. I remember mine was a little different because it was like movies that I was like setting out to see that I knew about that I was excited about. And by the time the nominees were announced, I had already seen like four of them. There was eight <laughs> nominations. I had already seen four before the nominees were. And then there were some more that I was like, that I was like, oh, well, I, like, I was really interested in seeing this anyway. Right. And that was the year that Spotlight won. Right. Yes. Which I do. I do really enjoy Spotlight. I, th- I thought Spotlight was very good, but that was the, the big short Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, uh, Brooklyn, The Revenant, the Revenant and Room. And, and yeah. so far, and, and I've seen all of them except for Room, which Room looks remarkably depressing and that's the mm. one i'm in no real hurry to watch but i <laughs> but that was one like i look at that year i'm like man like that was that was also like maybe like one of the most popular movies <laughs> like of that year like nominated like martian was a big hit right, and right. mad max was a big hit yeah. like, <laughs> you know yeah yeah well that's what to me that's the time where they get it right as far as instead of going with uh i guess the uh the Academy choices as opposed to the really relevant um, people's choices, I believe, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I would argue to say like the big short Mad Max uh, room and the Martian, you, you, I guess those are pushed so highly was the Revenant's the one with the bear. And, um, what's his name? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. DiCaprio, I get yeah, yeah. Yeah. DiCaprio. Jeez, say no yeah. more. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but, but that, those, those hit, uh, 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 you know, the, the water cooler talk all the time as far as um, how people knew about them in the room. Did that, isn't that what helped get, uh, what's her name to be, uh, Captain Marvel? I mean, got her an Oscar. Yeah. Brie Larson. But that, but that was saying, that's, that's Brie yeah. Larson. Yeah. That to me, I, I see where the benefits of getting an Academy Award pushes your career right. into uh, a higher pay scale, so to speak. Yeah. Birdman too, though, with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was suddenly everywhere after Birdman. Mm. Well, I think he was back, in my opinion, with Birdman. Right. You know, but no, I agree. Bird, Bird, yeah, he was everywhere after Birdman, or, or still, or it started to become more of a leading uh, actor again, as he was in the in the 80s, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the, the word that I thought was going to come up a ton in this, in this episode that so far has not, but was a uh, success, right? That on, on one hand, right, like, like the awards is, it's recognizing success and excellence in filmmaking right but the critique over there is also that like that maybe not a lot of popular movies are getting recognized in the award ceremony so like i'm like what what i wrestle with is i'm like what what does success mean for a movie (laughs) right yeah but uh, it's crystal you say success because now you made me think the oscars really don't promote break um not breakout performances um newcomer breakout performance does that make sense like mm-hmm. if it's somebody who blazes the scene in this movie and you've never heard of them before the oscars really don't is it me or am i forgetting please please correct me if i'm not they really don't promote new great actors like if they have one or two se- movies and they're good you won't see them in the oscars but after like their fifth or tenth then you see him being a nominee, you know? Mm-hmm. For the most part, yes. Except there okay. are the two categories, the supporting actor a little bit, and even more so in supporting actress tend to be like the dark horse categories. Okay. Where you get a combination of like these vet, these veteran actors who have been around forever that aren't, you know, getting the leading roles. It's a way to celebrate them. And then also like brand new talent and often young talent like Anna Paquin. Yes. Winning Best Actress for Piano at, I think, 12 and and nominees like that. So you do in those two categories, they are willing, the voters who do the nominations are willing to take more chances. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it does tend to be more established in in the other categories. Yeah. Because in Room, that little kid, 
I'm right. surprised he didn't get the Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to uh, Paper Moon with um, what's her name? Tina O'Neill. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it like she's the outlier, and what she wanted for that. I mean, like for as somebody who watches a lot of like making of movies and behind the scenes stuff, it's interesting to me that it's that like there's a point where like you see the people involved with making the movie or, or if it's not based on like an existing IP or, or, you know, a bestseller or something like that, you know, they all kind of make the joke of like, we don't even know if people are going to see this, right? Like we hope that people are going to go. And on some level, I feel like that defines the success, right? That we've made something now, now that people want to watch that go to see. Right. And then I feel like, that they kind of move the goalposts a little bit because in the instance of like when you do get like your Spider-Man movies, which if nothing else, right, like gravitate, like get many, many, many millions of eyeballs to watch it. Right. And succeed in spades where some of the other movies, I think, like really, really struggle to try and like, like uh, uh, get people to go see them. Right. I feel like success, the notion of success changes and it's and it suddenly becomes more about like about like, well, what's the movie about and, and what's the theme of here and what's the message that it's getting across. Right. And I think what I always have a hard time with in these Oscar conversations is that like, is that those big movies can have meaning at the same time. And I think that not a lot of people want to recognize that. Right. Okay. But also just because not a lot of people have seen it also doesn't mean that it is undeserving of being there. Does that make sense? You're saying a good story is a good story. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that oversimplify. I mean, I guess what I struggle with is, is like I said, I see the argument that like that there's not enough things that people see that get recognized, right? And then so I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Like that's a different achievement, I think. It is. I've made something now that 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 millions of people are going to watch. And that's very hard to do. But at the same time, I think that that's not necessarily a, a, a quantifier of, of quality. Right. There's yeah. lots of movies that get millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars. Right. In ticket sales that I'm like, just because like, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be frank. I'll name a name. Right. The, like the Fast and the Furious movie should be nowhere near a best picture conversation. Are you right? I, I, oh, actually. <laughs> Why? Why? Because they're they're thin. They're very very thin. They're they're technically competent movies, right? Like yes. they they yes. they make that you know fantastic action sequences and and uh you know and are thrilling and entertaining in that way, but the conversation about those movies ends after that. When I hear when I when I hear people talk about Fast and Furious movies, it's two things I hear about. One, how much money it made. Two, how outlandish the stunts are getting. And that's it. Yeah, but to me, all right, the reason why I fight for that is because those movies, those indie projects that don't get a lot of eyes like Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious pays for those movies. Um, As much Mm -hmm. as you can um, downplay them or say they're not as good or whatever, um, if those weren't made, a lot of the movies that are produced in Hollywood wouldn't be made just because the budget is not there for them. And it, a lot goes to, regardless of how much you want a movie to be, these are what people want based upon butts and seats. So mm-hmm. I think it hurts them to not acknowledge it at all because by saying they're not good and they go away, it takes away the budget for the ones that you say are good. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. I just think that it deserves a place of recognition past what it is because right. they're being made for a reason and that reason must be celebrated. But if, if you don't like them, why make them, you know? Sure. But that, yeah, but that's not the argument I'm making though. I'm not saying, I'm not saying those movies don't deserve to be made. Right. But uh, to I mean, me, they, I- they have, they, they have, they have their audience. They yeah, should absolutely but, be made, but I'm saying that just because it gets a lot of people in seats doesn't okay. mean that it's it should be considered the best movie that year, 
Right. OK. And, and I'm not taking anything away from from that accolade. Right. Like like I said, like that's a hard thing to do. But OK, as hard as it is to get that many people in seats, it is something also that happens all the time. We mean getting <laughs> right? people in seats or the movies. There's 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 movies that make. Hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, there's any number of them a year. Right. And so I'm saying, like, like, if we're going to say that popular movies need to be recognized, they do, then it becomes math to me on a certain level. Then it becomes to me. Then it says to me that, like, OK, well, if you if you're we're looking at what the movie costs and if the movie makes back that much of what it costs in the first five days. Right. If it makes X, X percentage of its budget in the first five days, then it's in. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't agree with that. Well, it doesn't have to be all of them. Like to me, to, to me, the amount of money it makes isn't it doesn't mean it's good. Okay, all right. 2018, I found particularly um, for Best Picture, I find this particularly troublesome. Mm-hmm. And it's the choices that came up that year. It was Vice, A Star is Born, Roma, The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman, Black Panther, and Green Book. Mm-hmm. Which one? Green Book one. Green Book. But Green Book was based on lies. <laughs> it was totally fabricated and not even supported by the family that um, said it was in contradiction to what had happened. To me, that could have been a Fast and Furious movie as far as what mm-hmm. it represented and what it stated. Now, they had Black Panther on there. Mm. It was compelling. I enjoyed it way better than Green Book, and it and it made a ton of dough. What would have hurt them for them to pick that one over Green Book? Yeah, I think I think this is an I think this is a situation where there was a high art, low art assumption made by people who were like Black Panther is low art because it's based on a comic book, right? Yes. And here's this other movie that, you know seemingly confronted racism head on <laughs> right seemingly is the is the, is the word right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly no, no i i mean i i i know very well like how flawed it is too and i remember it being controversial at winning people were like are you kidding me like i right. i remember spike lee like almost walking out of the theater they said yeah <laughs> like at the ceremony but no but that's my argument for that that year alone mm-hmm. i'm like you had the opportunity. You had the everything. Everything was there to poison for something new, something different, something that people would enjoy and look forward to with the Oscars. But they totally went the other direction. Mm-hmm. But I would also argue, though, that as uber successful as Black Panther is, uh-huh. Black Panther and Fast and Furious are also two very, very different movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like yeah. I would I would say Black Panther is about much, much more. Yes. Than yes. your garden variety Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. You don't like right? family. Is that what you tell me? Both are about family. Yeah. True. Very true. But I'm saying, yeah. I, guess, I guess the yes, I guess the point yes. I'm getting very long winded about. But I like I uh, know all of you guys have seen a movie that you walked out and like, man, that was. Fifteen bucks I wasted. Right. Oh, yeah. But but not Fast and Furious. I'm, I'm not. OK. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying these are compelling thought provoking movies. You know what you pay for with Fast and First. If you think it's anything more, you're the idiot. That's all I'm saying. If if you're working out on a Fast and Furious movie, I was like, what did you expect? And and I'm fine for the vapid quality that turns in there. I I've spoken dozens of times a whole how I love the the I don't have to think. You know, I can cook a whole dinner mm-hmm. while while this going on in the background and I won't miss any uh, uh, nuance, significant resonance from yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I know what I'm getting. Right, yeah, that's why. I mean, I'm not saying that I think they should go on into oblivion, but I get why they exist, you know. And I wish the Academy would. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 I agree. I, I get why they exist too. It, look, and I yeah. and I I've, I've seen all of them also. So look, <laughs> okay, I paid okay. I paid for them. I paid okay. for them. But yeah. I but I do think I I think that when the question of like why does mass appeal disqualify something, I think that yes. there's 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 a difference in quality even among mass appeal, right? But yeah, but I just like don't there's like the, the Dark Knight and Black Panther, and then there's Transformers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but I do agree with you. I can't even lie. But it's just mm. I just don't think they should be completely snubbed for what they represent. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of the critics feel like, why? Why are you watching this? Why are you watching this? Because to me, it's like because it makes money. Give it its place. You know, just just mm-hmm. at, at least acknowledge it. But don't don't tell me it's garbage right. because a lot of people like it. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, they they did try to have, like, the de facto blockbuster awards. like, And that was what the categories, like, best special effects and best sound design, which is, like, Foley work, like, sound effects. And those were kind of where they would be like, this is it. That's how we're going to honor, you know, the summer blockbuster movies. Like, those will be their categories, the, the effects and the sound. So they'll get nominations. That's where we'll nominate some of them and the people who... You know, just want to tune in for those because they like those movies. They they got an award, and and then that you know didn't I guess pan out like they wanted. And then that's mm-hmm. when I think one of the reasons they started expanding Best Picture nominees was the explicit idea to be like yeah, we can get in more more popular fare and like like Black Panther and like uh, I guess Joker in twenty nineteen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and. I'm trying to think of some other examples since they expanded it. But I think that was that was part of the design is like we'll open up the 10. Now we can bring in more and we'll get some of these these popular films that are good, too. And then right. and then that I don't think worked out because that's when you have them recently. And I don't know what the final decision on this stuff was, but they were talking about like like basically a people's choice, like honorary Oscar. Right. At one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they're like everybody yeah. just votes on the most popular movie, and and then that'll get a special award of its own. And I honestly don't know yeah. where that conversation went. If that if that's happening or not, I don't know because <laughs> I, I do know that like all the Zack Snyder people were like hijacking it. Yeah, and we're and we're trying to to get Justice League as part of it, which right. was also like I'm I'm like, I, which was so confusing to me. I'm like, there's not a year like cut off for this like that's a 27th like it could be any movie <laughs> right. yeah yeah right? that's a good like point. honorary like like i could say fight club yeah right like i'll yeah. say like just something off the top of my head right just like fight Club, like that i mean i assume they were going for like the four hour cut like the four hour hbo right. max cut i guess yeah i could see that i guess it did yeah. get maybe a theater run i'm not sure well if they like it that bad it's, it- oh it did it had an intermission i remember hearing about it yeah <laughs> But to me, <laughs> like Lawrence of Arabia, yes, just like yes. just like Lawrence yes. of Arabia. <laughs> but to me, if they were to make that get pushed in, as much as I don't like the movie, I understand the significance of what that does, and there will be stuff that I do like. So, mm. if asked, if that's if that's going to be the thing that breaks the wall down for the stuff I want to be pushed in, so be it. You know, mm. well. When I when I was saying success, I think one of the things that makes the Oscars interesting now, um, maybe interesting is the wrong word. Uh, may, maybe uh, I don't really have the right word for it. Uh, okay. What I'm getting what I'm getting at is that like like the ceremony it, th- th- there there's there's a, an a lot of attention and weight pushed behind making the ceremony itself successful right okay mm-hmm. and i feel like that that is kind of complicating things because now you're making decisions like like we said like you're gonna you know we're we're trying to adjust ratings in a way now that like we're gonna put more popular movies in there because not really do we expect them to have any real shot at winning right but because we hope that people will tune in to root for joker or whatever right yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of an interesting move where like, why does the thing that honors excellence have to be successful in and of itself? You rather go the other way in which you want them to be honored as a result of making it successful because it's honored. Yeah, I think he's saying like, they're, they're kind of putting the cart before the horse. They're, they're, gotcha. they're, they're putting the importance on how this thing's presented and not what it's presenting. Gotcha. Sort of. Okay. Yes. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you've got, like, this year nominee, like, presenters, not nominees, all right, but presenters, like, Tony Hawk's presenting something. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and yeah, I well, love yeah. Tony Hawk. Like, I love Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been a Tony no, Hawk fan for decades and decades. 
But yeah, it's just like they're they're bringing in just celebrities to try to draw eyes to it because well, yeah, not because not the not the product itself. You've seen mm. who's going to be in this that's not normally in this, right? Like Beyonce's right. sung the opening number for this year's. On top of that, yep, they had Megan Thee Stallion there too. Yeah, I'm like. Is she in a movie? <laughs> but I know you and I both know she's not. But no, that bleeds directly into what you were saying, Zach, of how uh, they're 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 not a, they're they're more concerned about eyes on the film, regardless of who's bringing those eyes on. No, not eyes on the film. Excuse me, eyes on the awards show right. as opposed to eyes on film. Correct? Yeah, like I was watching a ton of the red carpet stuff. I was watching E leading up to this just to like just to sort of like see see what's happening what, what's going on with it and there was a countdown clock when they were doing all the like like it was the fashion runway stuff basically it was it was everything i caught and it was like there's a countdown clock to when the red carpet coverage was going to start and i'm like well what what have i been watching this whole time like i've been watching <laughs> right yeah. i've been watching timothy chalamet like walk down the red carpet already and you talk about like <laughs> his outfit like you know what i mean and i'm just like and that's what, what jumps into my head too. Like, like what you were saying at the very start of the episode, Tommy, we're like, you think red carpet in the pageantry of it. And it's hard for me I not do. to also. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like what wins is almost like, like gets kind of forgotten about in a weird way. And then, and, and you know, what ends up kind of like dominating the conversation for the next couple of days is what people wore. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, it you went very I mean? Jamie Tart this year. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I get that. It, it's it's not about the films at all. It's about the pageantry and the stuff that is about the the award show, uh, as opposed to uh, what why they're there. No, I, I have to agree with you. But does that mean it means less for you because of that? Or, I mean, where does that stand? Knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. because you've watched it count. Like you went to state earlier that you've watched it for many years on end in your opinion mm-hmm. is it better or worse from what you've seen as a result of this i i think the the moments of it of, of right the attempts to make the ceremony successful in and of itself creates moves that i that i kind of like why are we making 10 nominations when we know it's really just five Right. When we know really five are the ones that you're really thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, it, it feels superficial in that way. I'm not saying that it doesn't mean something to win. I still think it does. I still think that, you know, I think that there's any number of, of screenwriters and actors and costume designers that, that, you know, are enthusiastic about hearing when they get nominated and don't have the desire to win one at some point or to work on something in a way that hopefully if they get recognized by winning one that they would love it. Like I, you know, I think about like the lower categories like that, like the ones that don't have like an A-list name attached to it. I'm like, you can't tell me like the best documentary director that that doesn't mean something to that person that because they won. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I find, but I find it interesting too, that even though they've made more categories for best picture, you still stand to believe that, or I still stand to believe that the nominees still bring you recognition. It still puts you mm. puts peep eyes on the movie. The only thing I'm weirded out is with with those nominations, is that there's always going to be darlings. Like for example, uh, please stop nominating Spielberg. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if you this dude has like eleven nominations, eleven. And it's, are you telling me every time he does a film, it's best picture every time? Because I disagree. Mm. And and I find it even more interesting that how he started as far as he's the one that um, he made the bigger box box office grossing pitches. Now he's a, you know, Academy darling in which every time he does a film, it will get best picture regardless of the subject matter. so with more nominations, I'm fine with it because. What- so, yeah, but no, I know like Spielberg's been nominated, you know, many, 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 many times. <laughs> Crazy amount of times, man. Crazy amount of times. But no, I, I like the no- extra nominations because even though they know they're not going to win, at least mm. it gives people a reason to watch the film, you know, 
oh, that was a nominee. Mm-hmm. It must have been good, you know. So I'm fine with that. Well, I think, and I and I think maybe that there there's something worth exploring about this too. I think that his career is in his hands much more than a lot of other directors in Hollywood, and certainly more than some actors in Hollywood. I do think about like the actors um, that win best picture, uh, that win best actor, best actress, like you were saying, Frank, and you kind of don't hear anything from them. And I do, it does, it is kind of a dependent thing, right? It, it, there needs to be, you know, there's any number of meaty roles for men that would qualify as a possible best actor uh, uh, role. I'm not saying mm-hmm. perform, I'm saying the role, right? Like scripts and roles that are available every year. Best actress roles every year, there's far less of them. Far right, like far far less movies that have uh, strong female uh, protagonist or strong enough female right strong enough female role within even if they're not the protagonist that has an arc to it that you know that isn't a superficial role right? yeah right but here's yeah but here's the weird part of that you know why they don't produce it that hmm. many with a female their their reason is they don't get people they don't get box office numbers. Which is insane right. because the ones that do get box office numbers, they don't want to put in because they say they're not Academy Award material. So which is it going to be? Right. Does that I mean you, you get me though? Yeah. Because they they say they don't produce uh, movies with lead, with women as leads because they don't get the box office uh, numbers. Yeah, it's an unproven statistic. I believe. I think that they don't make a lot of them. And then it's just kind of it's snake eating its own tail. So thus, you know, we're not going to make them. And so they don't do well. So we keep not making them. I'm not like, making well, them. maybe if you try making them. Maybe they'll do yeah, <laughs> right? Thank you. Maybe they'll Wonder do Woman well. does well. Yes. The Marvel does well. Right. And that's yes. going to an extreme. But that's but that's what I mean. Like, you know, you get what I mean? It's like there's like like I think of Meryl Streep, right? Like Meryl Streep's been nominated 21 times for best actress right and it's like somehow she's finding a lot of these roles that that you know are are written in a way that are worthy of of that that, that give the actor give an actor or performer uh, uh the possibility the range to 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 do something to to deliver a a, a nominated performance right mm-hmm. and i just think of so many other roles that like that opportunity doesn't exist not at all Right. Right. And so you get like you get like an Octavia Spencer who wins for best supporting actress. And it's awesome. And I love her. But it's like she doesn't pop up in a ton of stuff anymore. Yeah. Right. Because like, you know, the opportunity for strong roles. Yeah. Like they're not going to let Octavia Spencer play Queen Elizabeth the first. Which, right. which they're going to nominate almost any actress that ever plays Queen Elizabeth the first is sometimes multiple yes. times in the same year. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I mean, that does that does get to the heart of, of like Oscar so white, the campaign from you know the, yeah. the past few years ongoing. Yeah, um, yeah like they're just not yeah. they're just they're just not recognizing the opportunities for especially actors, actresses of color uh, the way they do the the for the white actors and actresses. And yeah. Octavia Spencer yeah. would be a great Queen Elizabeth the first, I think. Yeah. Well, no, to, to me, it's the same thing with Viola Davis. Viola Davis brought that up when she was mm-hmm. during her speech in which uh, she's talking about opportunity. That's the only thing that separates it. I yeah. think she went on to say that she is the same age as um, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I can say the only difference between them is uh, opportunity. And to me, I, I love Meryl Streep. But I just find Viola Davis more compelling in the roles that she's given when on that platform. Right. Um, to, I, I, I watched Fences. Fences, to me, she outshined Denzel on that, on that right. same, in that movie. Ugh, watch Fences. Mm-hmm. That's, that woman cries on cue, man. It's not bubbles and all. Jesus. Man. <laughs> uh, but it's opportunity, ultimately, as to yeah. the, uh, the movies that you create and the roles that you place. And so I think Spielberg just being just having the power that he has in Hollywood and also being a director and producer can kind of like, he can kind of like dictate like what he's doing next. Whereas I think actors have to wait for a role to, to come to them. Right. 
screenwriters yeah. need to need like somebody needs to take a chance on making their movie right <laughs> you know yeah so yeah i mean i'm not 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 taking anything away from spielberg but it, it, he he is absolutely in in more of a seat of power than the, to, to create his own destiny than many people are yeah but so that's you an know? understatement because didn't what's the name um from um west side story the fr- uh the the one actress she's new like i don't think she would have yeah. got that same recognition or that nomination had she not appeared in a spielberg film you know but i mean the thing i do want to point out and we'll start getting into to you know naming some specific favorites of ours like best picture winners and best inner favorite performances that have one that we like in addition to some things that we think were robbed that we think should have won but you know for all the talk that popular movies don't get nominated like I was just looking at it like there's a bunch I forgot. Like Jaws was a Best Picture nomination. Yes, it yeah. was. Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., right. yep. Ghost, mm-hmm. Ghost. Nobody saw Ghost, right? <laughs> Nobody's ever seen Ghost, yeah. right? Yeah, no one's seen like, Ghost. Yes, all three Godfathers, Pulp yeah. Fiction, all Fugitive, three Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But you see what in the seventies and eighties they were about that, but not now. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings all through the early two thousands. Every year. So, again, it goes to my argument. Why stop? Mm. You know, why stop? Such grand productions of things of that nature. Everybody goes to see it. It's the it's the uh, movie event of the year. You know, it can't be. If it's the movie event of the year, how could you not put it in for best picture? Mm. Well, I think, too, also, what, what's so funny to me, too, is like the weight that's put on it, too, by some people. What Like, speaking like it doesn't matter in that way like because time is the real test i feel like right because what i was looking at it is like the best movies seem to have a way of just like make their way through and to be remembered in time like the the one that hits me is king kong i was like king kong was not nominated for best picture when it came out in 33 and it is unquestionably more well known more important to movies, <laughs> right? And more fondly mm-hmm. thought about than anything that was recognized that year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. You know, and like, I just think like, like that's going to happen, right? Like it does mm-hmm. mean something it's in the history books. You've won, you won best picture, but time will tell like which ones that people actually remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And which ones will be studied in film school later. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. People don't remember how green was my valley that well. Right. And it beat Citizen Kane. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> how green was my valley? Yep. 1941 best picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure it's got some fans. I'm sure you sure. can still find it on TCM sometimes. <laughs> 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 but, but my point is it wasn't Citizen Kane or the Maltese Falcon. No, it was not. I think also, I mean, I think to also like kind of prove your point too, Clifton, I'm sure that when it is shown on TCM, it's shown as like quick trivia. This is the movie that beat Citizen Kane. <laughs> right. Right. Like on some level, I feel yeah. like whatever notoriety that movie may have still, it's because it was that weird upset, like right. thinking back to retro um, retrospective upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's, um, let's start getting into like some of our favorites or some of, uh, um, you know, some highway robberies that we think are out there. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any suggestions for a topic, send them away in the comments or on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Free for all. Go ahead. Favorite, <laughs> favorite, best picture winner. Fa- movie nominated for best picture that you think should have won because you love it, but you're mad that Blah, 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 one or performance you love anything you know it's fine i thought that's it's the easy pull black panther over green book there you go okay said it. okay all right there's got to be more you got to have more out there <laughs> oh, oh, oh i have more <laughs> i have more but that's one that jumps <laughs> in my head the most for some reason or another it was just weird how that one overall it's just again weird clifton frank you guys got one I mean, I definitely wanted Ellie Confidential over Titanic. Okay. In 97. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I co-sign on that. And, and, and definitely part of that is just the, like, 
LA Confidential deserved more than it did, more than it got in those nominations because mm-hmm. they did not. I mean, the only win was for Kim Basinger, right? Is that the mm-hmm. only award that movie won? They I nominated so. yeah. some of the ensemble, so. some of the male ensemble, but I think so. I think it was a matter of like they kind of canceled each other out. So then people were just like, oh, we'll just vote for Kim Basinger. Okay. <laughs> and, like she's fine, but yeah, definitely not the. Not the what I would have awarded, not what I would say deserves the award the most for that movie. Yeah, right. Well, well that's one for me. Okay, I thought this one 1999. It won, I'm looking it up really quick. It won Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay, and Kim Basinger won for Best Supporting Actress. I'm right. looking at it. I don't believe, I don't believe any of the actors were nominated. Okay, so Guy, Guy Pierce and um, Russell Crowe, who I who. Those are great performances. I mean, I, I do think that some of those should have been. Yeah, very early performances for those two. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, it, lo- it lost everything else. Art yeah. direct, everything else it was up for. Art direction, cinematography, directing, film editing. Didn't win any of those. Because, I mean, it was up against Titanic. Right. Here, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying, which... Um, Box office juggernauts. I'm with you. I co-sign on that a million percent. Ellie Confidential is like maybe my fifth favorite yeah. movie of all time. And I don't hate Titanic. I don't hate Titanic. I don't anything, either. But <laughs> in fact, what I find about Titanic is I think I think I'm more impressed by it as the years go on. Yeah. Right? Because I'm thinking like knowing how they make movies today, I think about like how much of that movie would be artificial if it was made today. Right. And I'm thinking about like at a time then we're like, wow, they did all that crap. Like they filled they filled hallways up with water and made you water, right? Like, you know, just how, how detail oriented he was. We're like, we, you know, we looked at pictures and we got the China down to like, this is accurate. This is what it looked like. Um, you know, there's no virtual sets, none of that stuff. And then he made a right? submarine so he could just go down and double check himself to be like, oh yeah, we got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? Oh, 1999. Mm-hmm. Is what I was thinking about as far as um, um, I think Six Sense to the one over American Beauty. Mm. If nothing else, okay. just because it started a a, a terrible director's career. <laughs> it's, it's just well, American Beauty does not age well. Um, yeah, I, I definitely admit on uh, I, I definitely have to see on that concede on that one. Mm. I, I remember watching both, and yes, American Beauty is just weird. And it gets weirder over time. It does. That's in the category of like, you know, I appreciate its craft. It's well made, uh-huh. but I don't like the movie. No, I don't, <laughs> you I don't know? either. I don't either. It's one of those where like, you know, I, I'm, I haven't seen it again since I saw it that first time. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one. Go ahead. From 96, uh, Fargo should have definitely have beaten the English patient. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's not even yes. a fair fight. I'm right. like, that, that's, that's easily, easily should have been Fargo. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a fair fight. English patient for me was always like the, the poster child of like the best picture nominee I never want to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That was always the one. Uh, and it does make me think of that Seinfeld episode where Elaine is doing like the complete sleep. She's like, I hate it. I hate this movie. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone ever says the English Patient is my favorite movie. Right. No one says. Whereas that. lots exactly. of people say Fargo is one of my favorite movies. Right. That's easy. So yeah, I, I would never have gone with the English Patient. But I've gotten older. I would check out an English Patient now. Maybe. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Like there, there was um. There was no feeling of excitement I had more when they said that, like, best supporting actor goes to Heath Ledger for the Joker. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I felt great because I love that performance so much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Um, even speaking as somebody who appreciated who he was a lot. Like, you know, I knew a lot of people that were like, I don't know anything about this guy. Like, I'm not I'm nervous about this. And I remember being like, no, no, I think he's going to be good. And even saying that, I was still like, man, I had no idea he was going to be that good. <laughs> the guy from Knight's Tale? Right. Yes. <laughs> I love Knight's Tale, I'll say. I, I'm not ashamed of that. And yet, like, are there any other performances out there you guys can think of that 
that you just are just memorable to you? Like, wow, yep, that one deserved to win. I don't know. Go to me going back too far is movies that I will never see or never interested in seeing. Like anything before the nineties is like meh. I don't care to know if they were that good or not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm good with ninety four because Forrest Gump run over Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Four <laughs> Weddings and a Funeral. You know, um, mm-hmm. Braveheart winning over Apollo thirteen, Babe, The Postman, and Sense and Sensibility is fine with me. I totally agree with you with Titanic, but ironically. That's me getting my wish in which a box office mega mega movie takes over as best picture. Yep. Yep. Happened in 2002. Gladiator. Yeah. 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 But I'm not compelled to say Aaron Brockovich chocolate or traffic is earns their spotlight. You know, I looking back, I think I would say crouching tiger that year. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely liked it more at the time. Gladiator, I wasn't. I mean, Gladiator's fine. I think the Oscars thought they were voting for like a Cecil B. DeMille Bible epic. Like yeah, they thought yeah. they were voting for the, the return to that, yeah. I think is yeah. why they voted for Gladiator. I think 2002 was a weird choice. Those those couldn't be the best movies out that year. I still haven't seen The Pianist, but but I'm not a fan of Roman Pulaski ever. So no, that. that's that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Performance yeah. wise, though, I do I recall Helen Hunt for um, for as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And that that's a performance I remember right clearly. Like, I bet everybody here forgot she won. She's a she's an Oscar winner for that movie. <laughs> right. Uh, was she mm-hmm. leading actress that year? Yeah. And that's when Kim Basinger got supporting actress. Yeah. Same year, I think. Yeah. Which honestly, both of those, both of those, you're not going to remember either of them have an Oscar. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, one, I like, I, I like the lineup of the 97 year. Like, I thought that was a good year as, as far, you know, Goodwill Hunting, Full Monty, as good as it gets, LA Confidential, Titanic. I was like, that, that's, that's a solid year of, of nominees there. But yeah, I think I, I love as good as it gets. And I think she's, I think Helen Hunt's fantastic in that movie. Like, so I was really happy that she won that too. Mm-hmm. Just looking at these, these lists of winners to sort of like refresh my memory. And I see like shape of water one. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I love the shape of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that was great. Okay. So, all right, everybody, let us know what you think about the Oscars. And if they still mean something, if they don't mean anything, let us know what you think. Shoot us a comment or let us know on Twitter. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one.